As the demand for telemedicine grows, so does the need for connectivity. 5G meets that need. Qualcomm remains focused on giving doctors and patients superior, security-rich 5G connectivity. Learn more at qualcomm.com slash inventionage. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Hello, hello, hello. It's Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news and bad news about money. And the title of this program is Lies, Lies, Open Up Your Eyes. I'll say it again. It's about lies, lies, open up your eyes. I mean, the, the better question would be, how many of you trust what our government's telling you? How many of you trust the medical and you know institutions? How many of you trust pharmaceutical companies? How many of you trust the banks? How many of you trust my friend Donald the President? <laughs> how many of you trust Congress? How many people think everybody's got everybody's hand in somebody else's pocket? And everybody's out here for the money. So that's why it's the Rich Dad Radio Show because the purpose of this show is to take you in another direction, but it's the high price of your money. Because everybody's after money, they are willing to lie to you. They will tell you anything to get you to part with your money. Or as that old saying goes, I'm here from the government, I'm here to help you. You know, I mean, God almighty, what a lie that is. And the reason this program is put together was a few months ago, I was invited by Ed G. Edward Griffin and he's my hero because he wrote the book, The Creature from Jekyll Island. And I recommend everybody read that book if you want to find out why going to school and working for money and saving money and investing for the long term in the stock market is really stupid. I mean, you're being ripped off. So the book is called The Creature from Jekyll Island. It's about the Federal Reserve Bank. It's about Bernanke. It's about Yellen. It's about Obama. It's about Hillary. It's about how the government has their hands in your pocket. And Edward Griffin is a researcher. He's not a, he's not a PhD, he's just a natural gift of researching. So anytime he suspects there's a lie, he goes out and researches it. So he wanted to know why were, why were the rich getting richer? What is this thing called the Federal Reserve Bank or the central banks or the, e, the ECB, European or the Japanese Central Bank? And he researched the whole thing and it's a extremely well-written, documented book. So anytime Ed Griffin is on our program and all this, or he asks me to say something, I show up. So he asked me, Robert, would you speak at the Red Pill Expo in Bozeman, Montana? And I, I have no idea what the Red Pill Expo is, but because Ed Griffin's asked me to show up, I show up. It's just one of those things. And the Red Pill Expo opened up my eyes because the Red Pill comes from the movie The Matrix, and I don't watch movies. So I had no idea what The Matrix was about. But apparently, The Matrix is about you can take a blue pill, and you can see the blue stands for BS, the government's telling you. Or you can take the red pill, and you can really see what's going on. So I just showed up with my friend Greg Jaggers. We drove all the way around. We're driving around Montana and we show up at the Red Pill Expo not knowing anything about what the Red Pill is, just that Ed Griffin says to show up. So I went there, and my God, it opened up my eyes. It was one of the most disturbing two or three days I've had in a long time. It was deeply disturbing. So anyway, that, our, today's program is a, we're going to have a number of people who were at the Red Pill Expo. They're going to share you what they 
shared at the expo. And one of them is about this interesting subject. It's called healthcare, or specifically cancer. I mean, how many of you are afraid that you might die of cancer someday? How many of you have cancer? How many know somebody's died of cancer? How many think that cancer is a very good profit center for most people, for the, for the government as well as the pharmaceuticals? They're not here to cure you. They're here to make you rich, themselves rich. So you're gonna hear about cancer. Other, other half of the program, you're gonna hear about these environmentalists, you know, like Al Gore and those guys, and Hillary and Obama. And are they environmentalists really communists? So it's gonna be a controversial program about lies, lies, cancer, and the environment. So if you're, if you're a blue pill, you know, you're drinking the Kool-Aid, this is not your program. But if you really wanna be disturbed, or you, you, you're afraid you might die of cancer, or you know the environmentalists are brainwashing your kids in school to become communists, this is your program. So Kim, anything you wanna say? Well, you know, our, our job here at Rich Dad Radio is to show all points of view. And we talk about the three sides of the coin. And I'm very interested in all of this because, yeah, absolutely, we're being lied to. And when we talk about health, I mean, okay, Rich Dad is, is about you know, wealth. wealth. So for me, what good is wealth if you don't have your health? And the health care, which you, Robert, have called wealth care because it is all about people uh, in the business, the big pharma, the insurance, the hospitals all getting very, very wealthy at, at our expense. And I actually have been told that uh, there will never be a cure for cancer in the medical profession because there's too much money being made. So our guests in, in studio today are Russell and <laughs> Sherry Gray, and they've been dear friends. Russell is with the real estate guys. Well, we just found out that Sherry has been our friend almost 20 years now since we, I, I was on the real estate guys radio show one of the first programs I ever went on to talk about Rich Dad Poor Dad 20 years ago. And then Sherry just found out she has cancer and it didn't look good. So in, in, in studio today is Russell and Sherry Gray and our guest from by the um, telephone is Ty Bollinger and he's the author, health freedom, health freedom advocate and cancer researcher. Ty is a very controversial guy. I mean, he might have a wanted poster by the cancer research guys. And Ty is the author of The Truth About Cancer. But um, Sherry, I would like to welcome Sherry to the program and Russell to the program. Thank you for being here. And um, Sherry, let's start. What, what was... What's it like to have cancer? Well, I got diagnosed with uh, stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphatic uh, stage not, four. Stage four, not Hodgkin's lymphoma. Oh, is stage four better than stage one, or which is the case? Stage four is the worst. The worst, okay. And that meant it was throughout my whole body, through my, it was in my liver, my spleen, my bones, my skull. You know, it's a systemic cancer. And I got diagnosed in April of 2015. And at that time, it was shocking. I think I went into denial. I was, it was like this can't be happening to me. I didn't really have any symptoms. And fortunately, my husband, Russ, received an email from G. Edward Griffin about a docuseries coming out called The Truth About Cancer that Ty Bollinger was um, putting out. So I thought we, we, we decided that we were going to watch it and kind of learn more. And because I had experienced my mother passing away from cancer through mm -hmm. traditional um, medicine and also a very close friend and so I knew the you know ugliness of cancer and what it could do and I was scared I didn't want to go down that path and 
to be honest, I didn't want to lose my hair. (laughs) So I uh, watched this docu-series, and it opened my eyes. It was just life-saving information. So, Russell, what what were you going through when uh, Sherry announced that she has, or she's diagnosed with cancer? You know, again, having seen her mother die from cancer, uh, it was really scary, but um, the one thing that I've learned from you, Robert and Kim, is the what you opened up, Kim, talking about is how important it is to look at all sides of the decision. And uh, I don't always just trust people because they have a white coat on. And so we did. We went to Stanford, uh, went to one of the top oncology uh, people in the area of lymphoma. Um, they gave us their recommendations. We consulted with some doctor friends of ours, and you know we had a decision to make. Do we do we try conventional first and then fall back to alternative, or do we try alternative first and fall back on conventional? And we decided that after evaluating uh, the way the treatments affect your body, that it would be better to try alternative first because it was about making you stronger, and that if her body couldn't beat it, then we could come back and try something else. And so um, the first thing was just a steep, steep learning curve. Mm-hmm. I tried to keep up with Sherry in terms of learning, and I just couldn't. It, it literally became a full-time job for her. And then my job just became to go make enough money to pay for the treatment, none of which is covered by insurance. Well, I, I can't think of a more important job than saving your life. <laughs> right. I mean, that's where all the so, attention so goes. Sh- Sherry, what did you learn from Ty Bollinger and his, the truth about cancer? I think the biggest thing I took away from Ty is, well, two things. One is that there was an alternative way, and there is hope to really overcome the cancer and to come out stronger and healthier and happier and just wiser in all areas. And I think, Kim, you mentioned it earlier when we were talking that it's your whole being that you're getting healthy and it's your mind, body, soul, and spirit. And so, you know, we're just fearfully and wonderfully made and that if we can understand the truth about how to have a healthy body, healthy mind, healthy emotions and everything, then that it goes a long way in bring healing. So he just gave me hope to continue to do the research, to look for answers out there and to not um, go the conventional way. So Ty, welcome welcome to the program. Hey, thank you for having me on today. Really, really a pleasure to, uh, to listen to this. And Russ and Sherry, thanks for sharing your story. Uh, very encouraging to hear how well you've done over the last couple of years, Jerry. And uh, I think you hit the, the nail on the head when you mentioned that it's, a, it's about a whole-body approach. And I think that's where sometimes the conventional treatments will fall short because they do uh, – they, they are able to shrink tumors and they are able to kill cancer cells. There's no doubt that you know using chemotherapy or radiation can kill a cancer cell, shrink a tumor, whatever you want to – whatever you want to do with that mass. But that didn't do anything to – fixed the whole body problem that gave rise to the tumor that we began with. So, Ty, so, so, Ty, how did you come across yeah. this? I mean, are you a medical doctor or are you something else? Or I'm not, Robert. I'm a, a researcher. I'm actually a CPA by profession. So, <laughs> you know, I graduated in 1991. I never dreamed that uh, 26 years later I'd be doing this, but everything kind of changed for me and my family in 1996 when my father, Graham, was diagnosed at the age of 52 years old, diagnosed with stomach cancer on July the 1st, and we buried him the end of July. He died in 25 days from diagnosis. Wow. And um, that was that was me beginning to learn about cancer and the treatments and how ineffective many of the treatments are today. And over the course of the next several years after my father died, I lost 
both grandfathers, grandmother, cousin, uncle, and finally my mother, all the cancer. And, and all that whole while I was researching, kind of using the research skills that I got in master's program uh, to become a CPA and learning about the internal revenue code. If you can decipher that, you can decipher medical. <laughs> so what is what is uh, Big Pharma or the government or the medical society not telling us? What is the truth about well, cancer? Yeah, the, the truth about cancer is that, that there is hope. And Sherry, I appreciate you saying that. That is our message. There are multitudes of different treatments that can bring your body back to equilibrium, homeostasis, bring it back to health, whatever you want to call it. And um, those are just not being pushed in your major oncological wards. What, we're, what we are told today, if you're diagnosed with cancer, and I've heard this from thousands, literally, of cancer patients, is that you've been diagnosed with cancer, we got to start you on chemo and radiation as soon as possible. We might have to do surgery to, kit, to cut out the mass. And, it, you know, it does not matter what you eat while you're on treatment. That The fuel for your body doesn't matter. That's not what made you sick, so don't worry about it. And that is not the truth. The truth about cancer is that what we eat, the fuel for our bodies, matters a lot. It's like if you have a, a Formula One race car and you put the wrong fuel in it, it's not going to run. And our bodies, are, as you mentioned, Sherry, they're fearfully and wonderfully made. But if we don't put the right fuel in them, they won't run properly, and they won't heal the way that they're intended to. So the whole purpose of, of holistic treatment is to give the body the fuel that it needs, and it really does the curing. It's not the substance that does the curing. It's not the apricot seeds or the turmeric or whatever you've been eating or drinking or taking. That's just putting, giving your body the fuel that it needs, and your body is what does the healing. Once again, it's Robert Kiyosaki of the Rich Dad Radio Show. We're talking to Ty Bollinger, who is, a, is the author of The Truth About Cancer, what, what You Need to Know About Cancer's History, Treatment, and Prevention, which came out in 2016 as well as in studio are Russell and Sherry Gray. Russell is with the Real Estate Guys, been my friends for 20 years now. And Sherry Gray is here because she was just diagnosed with cancer. So we're talking about what is the truth? What can you do? Do you have to do, you know, like weed eater and poison the stuff? When we come back, we'll find out more what you can do or alternatives. We're not saying don't do the medical thing. All we're saying is keep an open mind. You're listening to The Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Thanks for tuning in to The Rich Dad Radio Show. If you like what you're hearing, go to iTunes or Android, subscribe to the show, and leave a rating and review to help other financially-minded people like you find The Rich Dad Radio Show. Thanks for tuning in and keep on learning. And now... The Rich Dad Radio Show and the Rich Dad Company voicemail box are proud to present Rich Dad's number one fans. Hi, I'm a Rich Dad. I work for Secret Service. I work for the United States of America. I play Sudoku, and they have never paid me. The whole state of Arizona has tried to pour me out. I'm a fan of Rich Dad, Rich Woman, because we have the video my mom invested. I also play Sudoku. I thank you with all my heart. I love you with all my heart. Please assist me. I am a Rich Dad. Rich Dad's number one fans. Every business owner and real estate investor needs asset protection. Entities like LLCs, 
S, or C Corps are vital to protect yourself and your business. Let Corporate Direct guide you through the process of forming a corporation or LLC. Corporate Direct is owned by Rich Dad Advisor Garrett Sutton and is Robert Kiyosaki's choice for corporate formation. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off a formation. Call 800-600-1760. That's 800-600-1760. Or visit online at corporatedirect.com. That's corporatedirect.com. Your financial education continues. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad Radio Show. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Once again, you can listen to the Rich Dad Radio program anytime on your schedule on iTunes or Android. And all of our, all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. So today we're talking two subjects today on this Rich Dad Radio program. Is one is the truth about cancer, and the second is the truth about these environmentalists. So uh, right now we're talking to Russell and Sherry Gray. Russell's with the Real Estate Guys, and the Real Estate Guys Cruise, which is a fantastic program for guys who are really into real estate. And Sherry's his wonderful wife, who was diagnosed with cancer, but also with Ty Bollinger, his author, health freedom advocate, and cancer researcher. And uh, Sherry, and you, you will have people contact you directly. Yes, I am happy to help anybody and. You know, answer questions. And How do they contact you? They can send me an email to cg at mywarwithcancer.com. So, Russell, in your research on this, what did you find out? Why, you know, we're not blaming the, the doctors and things like this, and medicine has its place and alternative has its place, but what did you find out? Why are doctors so blind to Ty Bollinger's side? Well, you know, the, uh, again, trying to look at all sides of the coin, I went and talked to conventional doctors, friends that didn't have an agenda. They weren't trying to sell me treatment. They were just telling me what they knew out of their training. And I realized that their training comes from research and that research is funded by uh, companies that have an agenda to sell certain types of products. All right. Um, when I read Ed Griffin books, G. Edward Griffin wrote a book called um, World Without Cancer. And this he wrote 20 years before he wrote Creature from Jekyll Island. And in that book, he outlines uh, the history of some of the research, and Ty probably knows a lot more about this than I do, but it made me realize that the doctors, the healthcare providers on the front line, the people that are prescribing these treatments, they're not nefarious. They don't have any bad agenda. They're, they're telling you what they've been trained. They believe it, but their training is narrow. And the Who ones trained that, them? Well, the research, the, the schools, the academics, the, the institutions – that uh, largely have been funded by the profits from the selling of the, the prescriptions. And so when you understand the money behind it and the motivation behind it, then you can see why maybe they're not seeing the whole picture. So, Ty, what did you find out? Yeah, that, that, that's a great summary there, Russ. Uh, what, what Russ was talking about in, in, in actuality goes all the way back to 1910. It's called the Flexner Report. And the Flexner Report was funded by the Rockefeller Institute and the Carnegie's along with the American Medical Association. But in essence, what happened was that through the Flexner Report, which was eventually submitted to Congress, the medical school curriculum was co-opted. And it was, and it was then funded from 1910 onwards by pharmaceutical research. They placed members of the board of directors on the board of directors at the major uh, hospitals across the country, all of them. Hospitals that were teaching drug-intensive type medicine, you know, a pill for every ill received a lot of funding from the, the Carnegie's and the Rockefellers. And the, the hospitals or the medical schools uh, that were teaching more natural type medicine, whether it be chiropractor, homeopathy, or, or uh, herbalism, or, or a lot of things that are kind of frowned upon today, 
those were pervasive in 1910, and all of those fell by the wayside over the next 20 or 30 years because they didn't receive the funding. And so by default now, 100 years later, after 107 years later, after the Flexner Report, the medical schools that are left in the United States, states that do teach the curriculum to all of the medical doctors, they've been heavily funded by pharmaceutical companies. The curriculum was co-opted over 100 years ago. And so by default, the doctors get out that they think they have a good education on, on, on um, how to prevent disease. They really haven't been taught that there's other ways, that there's natural ways. As Russ mentioned, they don't know hardly anything about nutrition. They're not taught in medical school. So they're not bad people, and I appreciate Russ saying that. It's nothing nefarious. It's just even a genius is not able to teach you what he or she does not know. And, and Ty, you mentioned during the break something about the Senate discovered something back in the 1950s. Yeah, this, so this, is, this sounds like, oh, this, I can't believe this. There, you know, there's no way that these treatments are being suppressed. This sounds like a conspiracy theory to me, right? There's the big C word. Well, in 1953, there was a Senate investigatory committee that was convened. It was, it was headed up by uh, Bennett Fitzgerald, who was a special agent with the Interstate Commerce Committee, and they were tasked with determining whether there was an, uh, an active conspiracy to suppress natural cancer treatments in the United States at that time, 1953. This committee determined their conclusion was yes, there is an active conspiracy to suppress natural cancer treatments in the United States. So whether it sounds conspiratorial or not, you can go back to 1953. This was in the appendix to the congressional record, and you can see that the United States Senate agreed with, with what we're saying. These treatments are being suppressed, and the reason they're being suppressed is they're just not lucrative. There's a lot more money in treating disease. It's still going on today. I mean, nothing has really changed. Sherry, what was your what was the change you had to make? And did you go to Mexico someplace? Well, to get yeah. The what treatment? was your treatment versus like the traditional medical yeah. treatment? Right. Um, well, what I immediately started doing was um, going on a whole food, clean diet, uh, diet or way of eating where it was just plant based, um, juicing, doing um, just really eating healthy. And what then, is that, McDonald's? Or- <laughs> <laughs> no sugar, no alcohol, no processed food. Mm-hmm. Um, very, no very attentive. Yeah. Organic. Organic. Mm-hmm. Mostly vegetables. So you, you're fueling your body with what it needed to be healthy. Exactly. Exactly, which I learned from watching The Truth About Cancer. <laughs> that was one of the great uh-huh. things. That Just changing, yes, the terrain in my body, getting it healthy nutrition. And then um, I started researching where I could go. What did you what, what what did you have to give up, which is what a lot of times people don't want to do? Right. Uh bread. <laughs> that was one of my favorites. So because uh, processed al- processed white bread, white flour, gluten, anything with gluten in it. Alcohol? Alcohol. Well, I wasn't a big drinker, so that really wasn't difficult for me. But, but wine is healthy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me wine is healthy. <laughs> Coffee? Or, organic yeah. wine. Coffee? <laughs> and a, little bit, a little bit of wine is okay. okay. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Ty. Thank you. Ty, <laughs> Ty, you just saved your butt. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, one of the things that Sherry's mentioned there that they all have in common is that, the, you know, the white flowers, the rice, the pasta, the bread, they all convert to sugar in your mm. body. You know, they, they're, they're, they, they're not really... Uh, healthy foods per se. We're talk- we want foods that are lower glycemic index, and all of these starches and processed foods convert to sugar, and that's the problem because cancer cells across the board they all ferment sugar for energy. They're not they're anaerobic, and so if you're if you're eating foods that turn to sugar or are sugar processed sugars, you're feeding cancer cells. And so one of the best ways to take care of cancer in your body is to starve it, and that's what you did, Sherry. Yes, I also went on 
you recommend it. And I went on a 21-day fast, cleansing fast, to, to set the terrain, kind of reset the terrain in my body. That was very difficult, and that was hard, but, but that right. was vital. And then, and then I did go to Mexico to a clinic down there, and it was all altern- alternative. And I did um, a variety of different things, one being heat. Uh, a hyperthermia chamber where they heat your body up to 104 degrees because cancer doesn't like heat. So, um, and then I it was nutrition. I did a Rife machine, a lot of uh, vitamin C IVs and other nutrients in the IVs, um, some light therapy, ozone, oxygen. There was just a lot of different. And how long were you there? I was ended up staying there nine weeks. Did you do any Western medicine? I did choose to do what's called IPT, and that's insulin potentiated therapy. And I did that. um, I had six doses of that, which is a low-dose chemotherapy where they lower your insulin level, and it's like targeting the cancer cell. And then they introduce um, a, a chemotherapy drugs to that only attack the cancer cells, and they follow it by glucose. So the cancer cells immediately want to absorb that, eat that glucose, which is the, which is cloaking the chemotherapy drug, and then it just attacks the cancer cells. Yeah, you know what, Sherry, that's a, that's a great example of how Western medicine can be used in conjunction with natural medicine effectively, because in no way do we ever say don't do this or don't do that, don't you know, avoid chemo at all costs. What we say is that there are options, and you should explore all your options. And, I, you know, one of the interesting things is I've made this mistake during this interview, and I've heard almost everyone else call the alternative medicine alternative medicine, but it's really not. It's really time, time-tested medicine, isn't it? Yes. Um, one of the ways that someone wins an argument is they change the vocabulary. And so we're, to- we're, we're, thought, we're told to Good believe point. that chemo and radiation are traditional treatments. But the, tra- the definition of traditional treatments is something that's been used for traditions, and they're brand new. The reality, these other medicines have been around a lot longer. I think that we should always consider what, what we can do is to take the best of both worlds. So uh, what's your status now, Sherry? As of now, I, it's 85 90% gone. And well, from I'm, stage four. From stage wow. four, yeah. It's no longer That's my awesome. liver, my spleen, my bones anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's, in, it's, it's still in some no, lymph nodes, um, and I'm still you know, trying to battle that through nutrition and be healthy while I'm doing it. And through my whole being, as we mentioned before. That's awesome. And you know what, Sherry? There are people that live with cancer for 60 years. And if if, if you can do that, I don't see that being a problem. People live with other diseases for a long time. If you can still live a long, healthy life and not have any kind of side effects and you still have cancer when you die at the age of 111, then so be it. Right. Once again, it's Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Day Radio Show. We'll let, let you know we're not endorsing any of these processes or procedures or ideas. We just want to bring to you, you know, some different ideas so that you're not d- sucking on the blue pill and buying mutual funds all, all your life. You know what I mean? <laughs> so anyway, I want to thank Ty Bollinger for your work. He's, again, is the author of The Truth About Cancer, What You Need to Know About Cancer's History, Treatment, and Prevention. Another one is Cancer, Step Outside the Box. And his website is Cancer truth.net and the truth about cancer.com and ty your your video you. series um is free it is yeah it's called the, the we, we've done several docuseries one was called the quest for the cures and we had the quest for the cures continues and then we had the global quest they're all free they're at the truth about cancer.com and then Thank also you. you've been referring to the book we also wrote a book by the same title 
Excellent. Good. Thank you for your work. And also, you dear, thank you. dear friends, Russell and Sherry Gray, and I want to thank you for coming and sharing your story. Russell, thanks for bringing it to our attention. So when we come back, we'll be going into the next Lies, Lies, Lies. It's about environmentalists. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Rich Dad Coaching offers a phenomenal variety of services and custom strategies, all aimed at ensuring a secure, comfortable, and rich future for you and your family. Now you can get weekly access to exclusive Rich Dad Coaching services through our live stream events. Go to richdad.com and click on the On Demand banner at the top of the homepage. Great new videos are updated regularly. Get inside knowledge and insights from Robert Kiyosaki himself, Rich Dad Coaching Professionals, and more. Go to richdad.com and click on the On Demand banner at the top of the homepage. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And you can listen to the Rich Dad Radio program anytime, anywhere on iTunes or Android. And all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. And we recently archive them as reason number one is you can listen to this program again and learn even more. But number two is if you hear something that's important to a friend, family member, or business associate, you know, please go to richdadradio.com and listen to this program again. And I want to thank uh, Ty Bollinger and Russell and Sherry Gray. They were here earlier talking about the truth about cancer and how uh, cancer is big money. There's a lot of money in that. In the second part of this program, I have two very special guests because I met them at the Red Pill Expo. And once again, for those of you who may not know what the Red Pill is about, it comes to the movie Matrix, the blue pill versus the red pill. I went to the Red Pill Expo because... Man, I respect very much Jedward Griffin, author creature from Jekyll Island. And as you may or may not be aware of, there's this huge battle right now in the world between the elites. And the elites are those who went to like our best schools. They'd be like Hillary and Bill Clinton and Obama and those guys. And as, as well as the people who run our central banks and all this. And they're basically telling us how to run our lives. And those are the elites. And what they're telling us is not working but they still keep telling us these lies, 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 lies. So a second set of guests, guests are Holly Swanson and Debbie Bacigalupi. They're gonna talk about environmentalists because everybody thinks, oh, these environmentalists are so good, especially with Houston and you know global warming and all this. They think global environmentalists are good people. Well, they could be the bloody enemy because they're the elites. And I've had my run-ins with them several times, and they're not nice people. They're like the teachers' union guys. They're not nice people. They have an agenda that has nothing to do with the environment. Any comments, Kim? No, this is uh, this is very, very eye-opening, and I just want to start with, since we have such a short time here, with our two guests, Holly Swanson. She's a writer, political activist, and leading authority on the hidden agenda of the environmental movement. And Debbie Bacigalupi is a Californian cattle rancher. Um, She's an educational speaker on property rights, dams, water rights, conservation, all types of sustainable development issues. So I want to welcome you both to the show right now. And I was really impressed. I'm sitting in the audience listening to these two young women just, I mean, letting it rip. Talk about red pill. So, Holly, welcome to the program. And uh, I like you because you talk about the environmental movement, but how... The environmentalists are going into our schools 
and brainwashing our kids. What's going on there? Ab absolutely. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Specifically, the environmental movement has created a nonpartisan image when in reality this political movement, the environmental movement, is a political movement which is advancing a specific political agenda associated with a specific political philosophy and party. And that means the environmental movement is advancing goals that mirror communism and Green Party ideology. Under the guise of environmental protection, we are seeing ever-increasing environmental regulations to control everything from business to private property rights. And through this, the environmental movement intends to change the cultural, religious, economic, and political structure of our nation. And the most underhanded strategy of the environmental movement is to use alleged nonpartisan environmental education. And this is going right now into every school across the nation. It's a vitally important thing to understand, is to use environmental education, politicized curriculum, to politically indoctrinate our children to adopt communist beliefs and then mass produce a nation of new voters who will go ye forth and impose that agenda, a communist agenda, on the American people. It's imperative we stop the political indoctrination of our children immediately. So uh, what is in a communist, give me some ideas of a communist agenda. A perfect example is teaching social justice in our schools. Although that sounds like a nice idea, it's the underlying political philosophy that is the problem. Right now in Portland, Oregon, the Portland, Oregon school system adopted a resolution to teach climate literacy. Part of that is to teach children to be social justice activists as part of the whole environmental lesson plan. What's imperative to understand is what does social justice mean? Social justice is, this is the environmental educator's definition of social justice. Social justice is achieving equality in the distribution of goods and wealth among all groups in society. That definition of social justice, achieving equality in the distribution of goods and wealth among all groups in society, aligns directly with the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency's definition of a communist form of government. And the only way you can distribute wealth and goods equally is to first train the students to believe that that wealth and goods needs to be seized and controlled. And that what that really simplifies out to is you take from the rich and give to the poor. There you go. And that's why, you know, for those, Kim has known me for 30-something years now, and I always said most school teachers were communists. Not that they were bad people, but they really had no financial education but they really believe that the rich stole everything. And that's and, why and my, this, my... This, this guilt trip is yep. being imposed on our children. And what's happening is from a emotional standpoint, the children are being led to believe that communism is a more fair way to do things and it's appealing to their hearts. And there is no mention of how many millions of people or hundreds of thousands were murdered under a communist regime that really doesn't allow people well, liberty. I, I, I understand that. It's more the philosophy. And I see that more and more every day, you know, because I'm a politically incorrect hunter, and these kids come up to me. They don't know anything about hunting, and they're, they're rattling me. They're telling me I'm a rich man, I'm an evil man, and all this stuff. And I say, where'd you get that idea from? And what you're saying is that's part of the environmentalist agenda. Yes, so, it is. 
And so the other, our, other, our other guest is a person who is a landowner, and that's Debbie Bacigalupi. And she's a California Calaran. She's a young lady, but her parents own it. And, and Debbie, you're the person on the ground, and Holly's the one talking about what there's, the environmentalists are going into the schools. Is what Debbie's saying accurate? Is there any validity to it? Yeah, Holly, what Holly is saying is absolutely accurate. And part of one of my areas of, of specialty is sustainable development. I go to the United Nations meetings. In fact, I'll be going to the next United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change meeting, the one where, you know, global warming, climate change, Al Gore, um, all these, you know, global elitists gather to talk about how we all must live sustainably, a sustainable development lifestyle in order to maintain the entire globe's uh, weather you know, the temperature of the globe, because if the globe heats up anymore, oh, my gosh, there's going to be mass catastrophes like Houston. I guarantee you Al Gore is, is jumping, uh, jumping up and down right now with excitement to back his claims, which have been completely erroneous and false and scare tactics that Al Gore does. We're not a political place. <laughs> Tell us what's going on on your ranch. I mean, what are they, what are the environmentalists doing on your ranch? For Well, I mean, on ranches across the United no, no, States. No, on your ranch, on your ranch. Well, we can't say specifically that they're doing something to our ranch, but what is happening as far as, like, these radicals, they're coming up with regulations, fines, fees, um, you can't cross your river, uh, a river that runs on your property. All the rivers must be, be fenced. Um, they are trying to remove dams, and what they'll do as a result of mo removing these dams, destroying dams and sending you know, pollutants out to the ocean and killing fish and species. This is right in between where Holly and I both live. It's called the Klamath River Dam. What is that dams? What does that have to do with us? These radical environmentalists, will do what they call full basin management. So if you have water, we have adjudicated repairing historic water rights throughout our ranch. If these dams are destroyed and the radical environmentalists get their way, this includes tribes too, Indian tribes, if they get their way, they will do full basin management and take control of all water in a basin. It's the water rights thereafter. Water right, and then and look, Kim and I, Kim and I are in the same battle because the fishing game took my took our water rights away, also. So what happens? They can't what, do that. I know, that's I know, but that's what we're fighting. That. That's De what Debbie, we're fighting. <laughs> Debbie, so are they are they attempting to introduce wolves on your property? Absolutely. And what will that in do? Fact, and what will that do to your ranch? Oh, it'll devastate it. What they these wolves, and and it's been proven in Yellowstone. These wolves actually already had a calf with its butt ripped out. I have the video of this little calf with its eyes popping out. These wolves, they don't take the entire livestock. They don't take the entire horse, the entire uh, cow, the entire why, elk or why are they? Why are they introducing wolves? Why do they want because to Because they believe, these radical environmentalists believe that wolves will, will uh, rewild rivers. Now, what does why that mean? is that? What does that because mean? That means that livestock go to rivers and need to drink out of, out of rivers, so they cross rivers. If an animal, if you've got a lot of animals crossing a river, it start, it's where they ford the river, it starts to make the river a little bit wider. And as you have a wider river, the water gets warmer. The water quality declines. So therefore, if you can release wolves to attack these ungulates, like deer and antelope and horses and cows, 
first of all, it gives ranchers and farmers a tougher time. We don't care about the money. Don't pay us the money for our dead cow. We love our cows. So, so try, and, and the other thing, when, you, when you've got a wolf, um, they cannot prove that most of the time that the cow or the livestock that has, you know, obviously killed by a predator is a wolf because by the time these environmentalists send out the government agencies or we call the government agency to come do an investigation, you cannot tell it, because of the decay of the animal, you cannot tell or prove most of the time that it was a wolf fang. It could be a mountain lion. It could be a coyote. It could be all sorts of things. I understand. So, that's, that's, they're trying to tell you how to run your ranch. Absolutely. So once again, it's Robert Kiyosaka, the Rich Dad Radio Show. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Every business owner and real estate investor needs asset protection. Entities like LLCs, S, or C-Corps are vital to protect yourself and your business. Let Corporate Direct guide you through the process of forming a corporation or LLC. Corporate Direct is owned by Rich Dad Advisor Garrett Sutton and is Robert Kiyosaki's choice for corporate formation. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off a formation. Call 800-600-1760. That's 800-600-1760, or visit online at CorporateDirect.com. That's CorporateDirect.com. The key to achieving your dreams is to develop a rich mindset instead of an excuse mindset. Instead of saying, I can't afford that, ask yourself, how can I afford that? It's amazing how a simple shift in thinking can open a world of new ideas and endless possibilities. Let the Rich Dad Company help kickstart your journey to financial freedom. Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad Company have compiled Robert's top secrets to creating a rich mindset, now available in a 10-minute ebook, How to Achieve a Rich Mindset. This offer is available for a limited time only, so get yours today. Get your free ebook, How to Achieve a Rich Mindset. Go to richdad.com and look for the banner. Again, this is available only for a few days, so act fast. Go to richdad.com and look for the How to Achieve a Rich Mindset banner. Log on to richdadradio.com while you listen. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki. Welcome back. Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And again, you can listen to the Rich Dad Radio program anytime, anywhere on iTunes or Android. And all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. If you have a friend or family member who would like to listen to this program, go to richdadradio.com. We're going to forsake the Ask Robert uh, section of this program because... I personally believe when I went to the Red Pill Expo in Bowles, Montana, and this is just a spattering of what, this is just 40 minutes of what I heard for two or three days up there. It was disturbing. It was so disturbing. And once again, the red pill or blue pill comes from the matrix where most people live in the blue pill world where they just see what they want to see. And they believe in the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus. And then the red pills, when you take your eye, you open your eyes and you see what's really going on. And so Kim will tell you, when I came back, I was deep, I mean, deeply disturbed because some of the things I suspected that have been happening to me happened to, you know, it's happening. For Kim and I personally, we've had the fishing game take our water rights away, water rights that were, were deeded to us by Grover President Cleveland. And so what's really going on is a, in my opinion, the battle of the elites versus the people that are actually the working class people of the world. 
And these elites want to run our lives, and that's why we had this program. We're not saying to believe it and all this, but when, when I heard about the water rights and the wolves and anti-hunting and all this other stuff, we're being, we're being, our lives are being run by people like my poor dad, academic A students who knew jack about real life. But they want to tell us how to run our lives, our businesses, impose regulations and all this. If you like that, fine. If you're one of these people like Hillary or Obama and all that, that's your choice. And they're good people, I'm sure. I just don't like their politics personally. But when, when, the, when the Fish and Game Department takes my water rights away here in Arizona, I have a problem with that. But I can't touch them because they're the government. Any comments, Kim? Well, we have uh, two guests with us on this segment of the program, Holly Swanson, and she is a writer, political activist, and leading authority on the hidden agenda of the environmental movement. She's the author of two books, Set Up and Sold Out, Find Out What Green Really Means, and Training for Treason, The Harmful Agenda Behind Education for Sustainability. And we also have Debbie Bacigalupi. She's a Californian cattle rancher, educational speaker on property rights, dams and water rights, conservation and sustainable development. So, Holly, let me ask you this. Okay, mm-hmm. I, can, I would consider myself an environmentalist. Um, I, I, we, I am, too. Yeah. I, we, we donate a lot of money to Greenpeace. We give to organizations that we think are doing good work. How do we know who's doing what? We, we all, I believe, care about the environment yes. and animals. And this is the emotional blackmail piece that the environmental movement has used. The, what we need to do to make critical distinctions between sound steps to create a healthier environment and being coerced and manipulated into submitting to green communism is to do a couple of things. One, I would encourage you to read Training for Treason because it outlines how this indoctrination process got started. For instance, in 1993, then-Senator John Kerry started an organization called Second Nature, specifically designed with the specific goal to use education to change the cultural, religious, social, economic, and political structure of our nation. Second Nature works with the Earth Day Network, with multiple environmental groups across the board. Uh, Greenpeace has been part of that, the Sierra Club. The only way we can get to a point of making the critical distinctions you're talking about, Kim, and we need to do so, is to understand, first of all, the general agenda of the environmental movement is to impose a program that mirrors communism. That is it in a nutshell. Holly, you know, communism is a very inflammatory word. Basically, what communism is is control of the economy, of our money and our lives. That's really what exactly. it, it's, it's central planning is called. That's, that's why exactly we, that's it. why we have central banks. You know, that's yeah. why we that's why we that's why we have all these elites up there in Congress running our lives. They're like my poor dad who can't even run their own life and they want to tell us how to run our lives. And my dad was also good. he's a very good man. That's why I'm and all of my family are school teachers, but they really can't even run their own lives and they're trying to tell me how to run my life. That's, and, and you hit that's the what nail drives me on crazy. the head because people are buying into this from an emotional standpoint and the environmental movement has spent billions of dollars creating a media and public image of being nonpartisan and only caring about the environment so the political agenda has not been scrutinized that's what we need to do and what you're the, saying then the, what you're saying is the environmental movement is like the trojan horse 
Yes, it you know, is. It gets in, inside the schools, and then the little, the, the real uh, political activists drop out from the Trojan horse into the school system and affect our kids' brains, right? Absolutely. They're telling our children what to think about a political issue. They're training them how to respond to that political issue. They're training them, the Green Movement is training our children to be political activists so as they grow up, they create, mass-produce a nation of future voters who are for a planned economy, for Central, centralized not economy. having private property rights. So, for, for example, you know, there's so many people are anti-hunting. Kim mm -hmm. and I were just at a wedding in London, and a lot of the people were there from Kenya, and they're anti-hunting, you know, and, and they and they outlawed hunting in Kenya. The moment they did that, 80% of all the animals died. And the mm -hmm. reason all the animals died in Kenya because they outlawed hunting. And when there's no hunters in there, what happens is poachers come in. Because hunting pays for anti-poaching. Anti all the money the hunters bring in pays for the anti And so all these people in their good minds, I and mean, they're highly educated academics like my poor dad who was anti-guns, anti-hunting, anti-all that stuff, they don't know that being anti-hunting in Kenya means being anti-animals also. So they're actually killing the animals they're trying to save. That's, that is how they're myopic or one-sided they can't see. That's right, and many people are involved again because they're only hearing one side of it. And as you were just mentioning, and Debbie was mentioning, just like reintroducing the wolves in Yellowstone, uh, supposedly to get everything back in balance, they have devastated uh, the elk herds. Right. The stress that ranchers and farmers like us are going through, wondering, you know, when are we going to see the wolf on our property? And when are we, you know, my dad goes out every day looking to see, check his cows. And, you know, my dad's aging. He didn't expect that, you know, in his retirement years that he would have to worry about government. You know, we always thought government was supposed to be on our side. Now government's on our back and showing up and flanking ranchers and farmers in, in bulletproof vests with guns and saying, why aren't you going along with the incidental take permit program, so what for was, example, which is about water rights. And what was, the, what was the issue of the last speaker whose husband was shot? And yes. they actually had video of him dead in the snow. Lavoie Fenecum is a rancher, and he was tired of the BLM stealing his water out of his tank, not replacing it. He, they're, they're up in uh, northern Arizona. And he was going to teach and speak to a group of about 300 people in John Day, Oregon, a very rural area like it is here at our ranch, and teach people about the Constitution. Well, according to um, the Jeanette Finnecum, the, uh, the uh, widow of Lavoie, Kate Brown, Governor Kate Brown, wanted the disease to stop. And she's the governor of Oregon who said that, later said that uh, talking about the Constitution is like a disease. So they, had to dis they have to stop independent people, Robert and Kim. They have to stop people who are independent. Ranchers, farmers were independent. And so you got to stop the disease, according to these people. But, and we are he, the disease. So, I mean, it was a very powerful two- or three-day event, the Red Pill Expo in Bose, Montana. Hopefully you guys will go and look at it next year. Check it out for yourself. This is only the tip of what was shared. But apparently he was shot because he actually took on the – he challenged the government, right? Yep. And, and that is why, again, it's so very important to understand – how this is impacting people from 
from Debbie to the Finnicans and people across the nation, we need, we must look at the political agenda of the environmental movement so this imposition of communism can be stopped. So, Holly, it, in, the, in the school system, they're teaching this, the political agenda of environmental. Is there a way to teach sustainable environmental to kids? Or what, what are, like, the warning signs when, like, if I'm a parent and I have a kid and they're coming home and they're talking this jargon, what am I, what am I even looking for? What you're looking for is, uh, for example, are they talking about social justice? Is the student being programmed to have political views, political opinions? And it's everything from how to reduce your carbon footprint to become a vegetarian to go out and protest. These kids don't have the frame of reference to understand. And we're talking about starting this agenda from preschool through high school. And what Truly, again, if you look at the information in Training for Treason, you will understand uh, the teaching of humanism, that God does not exist, the teaching of how they're teaching anti-private property rights, how they're teaching that diminishing the value of individual success and so that the students will be much more programmed to live in a planned society where everybody, like in a communist society, has, you know, basically equitable lifestyle. Anti-capitalism has taken away private rights and all this. Yes. And so that's, and also there was a, this is a James Records, who he wrote the book Road to Ruin. He talks about how, you know, in little towns all across America now, they have full armor vehicles. And yeah. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a military person. I look at it and say, why do we need these full armor vehicles? And according to and SWAT teams and all this is make sure that the public unrest stays in check. It's just like Tiananmen Square is what we're heading for. And so this is not this is not something that I'm trying to be an alarmist at. I just witnessed it with my own eyes. Exactly. I, I was up in Sedona, Arizona, a beautiful place. And if you look at the weapons those off those policemen have, those are full military grade weapons. And that's not an accident. I'm not saying we should listen to or endorse. I always say there's three sides to every coin, heads, tails, and the edge. And we've had, you know, Ty Hollinger and now Holly Swanson and Debbie, as well as Russell and Sherry Gray. That was just the tip. There was so much stuff going on when that guy resigned from the Fish and Game Department because they were intentionally putting wolves on private property and destroying the, the livelihood of the rancher. I came away deeply disturbed. So that's the red pill, is you can take the red pill and see what's really going on, or you can drink the blue pill and you know believe in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and Americans are all good people. So that's why the Rich Dad Radio program is here, and not to take an aside, I do my best not to, but just report what we have seen as private citizens. Any comments, Kim? No, it's just, just eye-opening, and uh, the whole environmental issue right now in terms of what's going on, it, it just opens my eyes to really pay attention and to listen to the words and to see what's going on. So I thank you for your, your, your vigilance, and I thank you for speaking out. Activism. I thank you for the activism, and um, Holly's book is Training for Treason. Um, I'm going to go out and get that book because I want to find out more what's what is going on and make make my own decisions. And Debbie, you know, make sure you take care of your mom and dad and keep yeah. those ATVs off your property. <laughs> thank you very much. But anyway, I thank you for your activism. That's the most important thing. We've got to speak out. And 
you may upset a few people, but I think it's time to upset some people. So thank you for the, for the good work, and I thank all of you for listening. Keep an open mind, but that's the purpose of the Rich Dad Radio Program. We do our best not to take sides, but we want to present different sides. So thank you all for listening.